An old man arrested in Tokyo was found to be driving without a license for 50 years. An old man torched cars on a dealership after he claims they sold him a bad Jeep decades ago. And a grandma's dying wish was to have a giant penis for a gravestone. These are the weird stories for Thursday. On Weird AF News, say it with me, Weird AF News, say it loud, say it proud, I'm recording in a closet for you. A 69-year-old man was arrested after they discovered he'd been driving without a license for 50 years. The story is out of Tokyo. The police in Tokyo arrested the 69-year-old man. He had been driving motorcycles for 50 years without a license after failing the written exam more than six times. Maybe it's difficult to pass the motorcycle exam over there. Uh, Let's get some more information. Last month, Tatsuo Matsumoto struck a vehicle in front of him while driving in... Oh boy, this is a long one. Uh, He was driving in a place called... I think I nailed it. That's in Tokyo. Uh, Tatsuo was driving a Harley. Wow, guy's almost 70 driving a Harley. Wow, that's very impressive. You should let him go just on that principle alone. Oh, you got no license? Oh, you're driving a Harley at 69? Dude, just go. Live your life, bro. Okay, so we got Tatsuo slams his Harley Davidson into a vehicle, costs the owners 400,000 yen to fix it. Before the police could arrive on the scene, Tatsuo sped off in his Harley. Not the best getaway vehicle. They are very loud. You can hear them many blocks away. The Tokyo Metropolitan Police launched an investigation. They were able to identify the 69-year-old's Harley Davidson through the footage that was captured by the victim's dash cam. And then the manhunt was on for old man Tatsuo on his Harley. It took him a month. But then the police officer spotted his motorcycle in Kiyose, Tokyo. When Tatsuo spotted the police, he sped off and a chase was underway. He drove through a narrow path with his motorcycle where a car would not fit. That was when the police had to chase after him on foot. They eventually caught up to the man at a dead end. Now, Tatsuo, of course, was caught without a driver's license. He told the police that he left it at home, and then eventually he admitted that he did not have one, and he was arrested shortly afterward. It was discovered that Tatsuo had failed the written portion of his motorcycle license exam six times before giving up in the late 80s. He explained that he had been riding motorcycles since he was a teenager. And when he was 17, he was caught driving without a license, and then he was caught in his 50s again. The 69-year-old purchased this motorcycle four years ago. When purchasing the motorcycle, he did not have a license on him. He told the dealership that he forgot it at home, and he purchased the bike for 6 million yen. (laughs) The dealership's just letting you drive off without without a license. Oh, I forgot it at home. Are you paying cash, sir? Yeah, well, well, all right, take it. We'll just look past this license situation and just hope that you have one. I just really love the cojones on this old man who just keeps going 50 years without a license. He doesn't let it stop him. He's kind of like the Florida man of Tokyo in some sense. (laughs) Um, This reminds me of the time that I took an old man to renew his driver's license. He was 
half blind. Couldn't see the letters on the board, you know, during the eye exam. And he frustrated the employees so much that at one point the employee at the DMV said, you know what, just fine. I'll just mark you down. You're fine. Just go, go pick it up over there. They just, out of sheer impatience with the old man who couldn't read any of the letters, just gave him his license, sent him on the way. I knew at that moment we have a lot of problems on the roads, guys, between the... 18-year-olds driving with their phone in their face. We have uh, old people that are allowed to just renew their license because nobody cares. An old man torches cars decades after the dealership sold him a bad Jeep. A man is accused of setting fire to multiple vehicles at two dealerships, according to the Indiana police. The 79-year-old man is charged with four counts of arson. He was seen on video at 1 a.m. on July 17th at the O'Daniel used car lot in Fort Wayne. Well, it's not even a new dealership. It's a used dealership. (laughs) Oh, you got a lemon at a used dealership? How out of the ordinary. And why didn't you address it right away? This is decades after you were sold the car. That's a long time to hold a grudge, bro. So he's on video lighting cars on fire. The Fort Wayne Police Department... They get him. They ask him, why the fires, sir? He says it was revenge against the dealership, which he claims sold him a Jeep with a bad motor. This is back in 1986. He said after he was sold this terrible Jeep, the dealership, quote, refused to make it right. And then what? Did you slip into a coma for 40 years? Like, why did it take so long for the fires? I mean, I'm not pro-fires either. I think it's a terrible way to handle the situation. But this is a long time gone. Uh, The man told Fort Wayne police officers in the affidavit, it was time for the chickens to return to the roost. It was time. You waited this long? Would you mark a calendar (laughs) 50 years later? Oh, you got... I can't get anywhere with this Jeep. I think they sold me a lemon. Ooh, I'll show them. All right, where's my calendar? Uh, I need a... All right, 50 years from now, this is when we're going to get him back. I don't know, it was 1986, 50 years ago? I think my math is off. It's 40 years ago, right? Something like that. Wow, it's a long time, man. It's a long time. Let's be real. All right, according to the arrest report, the video footage shows this old man exacting revenge when he opens the fuel door of a 2019 Jeep Compass. That's what the video shows. I love that he went back to it, the same brand. They sold me a bad Jeep in 86. I'm going to screw up this 2019 Jeep. He placed an ignited road flare inside the fuel tube. A road flare? Wow. That would blow up the Jeep, I assume. The man drove off the lot in his car. Was it um, also a Jeep? As he drives off, the the Jeep on the lot was engulfed in flames, as you can imagine, when you poke a flare inside the fuel tank. <laughs> the, the fire grew and ignited vehicles on either side of the Jeep, doing further damage. It ruined a 2013 GMC Acadia and an A 2020 Jeep Cherokee. Oh, two Jeeps with one flare. Good job, buddy. All three vehicles worth more than $70,000 combined were destroyed in this fire. Now, after leaving this car lot, the affidavit says 
The old man drove to a second O'Daniel dealership in Fort Wayne. There, the man used a knife to cut open the roof of a 2008 Pontiac Solstice before dropping an ignited road flare through the slit in the roof to the driver's seat. <laughs> he just put this convertible up in flames as well. Again, using a road flare. This one wasn't a Jeep, though. He went right to the Pontiac. The flare caused the driver's seat to catch fire, of course, and created heat and smoke damage to the car's interior. The damage was greater than its $12,000 value. Now, when questioned by the police further, why did it take so long for him to hatch this plot against the dealership? He claims, actually, he took action in 1986. After purchasing his Jeep, he was displeased, as you know. He then went to the dealership at O'Daniel and placed Loctite, which is a super glue, in the door locks of several cars. <laughs> This was part two of his of his revenge plot. I'm going to ruin them now and then wait, I'll be back in 40 years. <laughs> While watching the footage, the man identified himself to the police. Yeah, that's me right there. That's me. Look at that. Oh, pretty cool. Nice move there with the flare and the gas tank, huh, guys? <laughs> Look at that. Three cars instead of one. Now, while watching footage of himself lighting the vehicles on fire, the man told the police... Uh, he was pretty happy he got to see it because he was upset he didn't get to watch the fires that he set on the spot. <laughs> he was upset he couldn't hang around for the fireworks. He wanted to see his work. After he saw the damage to the convertible in a video clip, he told the police, That's all the damage it did? That's it? I guess he was displeased that the convertible didn't blow up. This guy is... <laughs> wow! Very crazy. Wow, man, they got to get this guy off the streets right now, right now, in case he doesn't like those paper towels from the dollar store. I mean, I don't like them. Have you tried to tear them? They don't tear evenly. A grandma's dying wish was to have a giant penis on her gravestone. There's a theme to today's episode, guys. All these segments have old people going wild. We have here in this story... 99-year-old Katerina Orduña Perez. Uh, she was 99 years old when she passed away, and her grave is topped with a huge penis and testicles weighing 600 pounds. That was her dying wish. 600 pounds of penis and testicles on top of her as she rests forever. Eternity! Hundreds of pounds of genitalia on top of her for eternity. Now, Katerina and her family are from Mexico City. The family unveiled the completed monument, a five-and-a-half-foot-tall penis and balls weighing 600 pounds, mounted on her tomb at a cemetery in Mexico this past weekend as a, quote, recognition of her love and joy for life. Oh, you for sure are letting the world how much you enjoyed life <laughs> with a giant penis on your grave. <laughs> or it's just a big F you to the rest of the world as well on your way out. That could be. Uh, now, we have a quote from Katerina's grandson, Alvaro. He says, She wanted to break the paradigm of everything Mexican where things are sometimes hidden because of not having an open mind. She was always very avant-garde, very forward thinking about all things in life. And uh, Granny always had a fondness for the penis it was well known, and she had always dreamed of 100-pound penises in her life. We've been able to provide that for her in the afterlife. It's a shame she's not here to see it. I know she'd be very 
very happy and amazed. The article says that Katerina was lovingly known throughout the small town of Masantla as Doña Cata. Must be a nickname of some sort. Uh, she grew up in the eastern state of Veracruz. She had a particular affinity for penises and what she believed that they represented. Another quote from her grandson here. She always said in the Mexican sense that we were vergas. What are vergas? Well, there are few words in Mexican slang as dynamic as verga. It's perhaps best translated in English as cock due to its general use as a profanity. I apologize. I'm just reporting what the article says. We're learning, guys. It says, depending on how it's phrased, a verga can be a brutal insult, telling someone to go you-know-what themselves, or that they're not worth very much. Or it can also be a compliment, this word, a badge of honor, that if something is verga, it is actually cool or badass. Wow, we're learning some Mexican slang words. I can use this when I go back down there. Now, Doña Cata often instilled the message to her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren that they were also vergas in the good sense, and they could accomplish whatever they wanted, especially the women in a country steeped in machismo. Her grandson says, My grandmother saw life with great optimism in that problems shouldn't overwhelm us ever. She conceptualized that idea to the whole family with the metaphor of the penis. Uh, and what she meant was, when you're a verga, you should not give up. When problems arise, you face them head on. You're a verga. Over the years, Doña Cata had told her family as well that when she died, she had a wish. She wanted her tomb adorned with a penis. Uh, a lot of people in the family thought that was just grandma being grandma, you know, spunky and playful as ever. Uh, but she was serious. And before her death... She asked her grandson about that long-standing request. She told me that it was her desire so that no one would forget her and that everything we loved about her would be remembered more easily. And then after her death, we talked as a family and decided, you know what, we shall make her dream come true. And following her death, the grandson called a local engineer in town who builds plastic products like water tanks and children's play sets. This guy was up to the task. It's like, you need a big penis on a grave? I can do it. It took a team of 12 people nearly a month. They had a carpenter, a sander, a sculptor, and a carver. They built a statue. They got particularly delayed on the ball sack when the first attempt was disfigured and they had to start the process again. <laughs> it actually says that in the article. They got particularly delayed on the ball sack. You know, them testicles are hard to form, you know, with melting materials. Now, photos of this grave quickly circulated on social media after it was unveiled last week. The local media storm around the penis statue has also led to some interesting new requests for this engineer's business. He was recently asked to build a gravestone shaped like a dump truck by the family of a deceased person who worked years in the construction industry. Wow, look at that. This guy's gotten famous off a viral penis. A lot of business going. I thought they were going to say that he's been asked to make a vagina gravestone. That's, to me, that seemed like the natural progression of that. I love the idea of putting a giant penis on your gravestone. <laughs> I think it's amazing. You know, just going out in a fun way. And you know, when you go to a cemetery, there's not a lot to laugh at, man. It's pretty, it's a dreary spot in general. So imagine walking around, you're pretty upset, 
You know, maybe you're visiting a loved one. And then you see this giant 600-pound penis and balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't take life so seriously. Have a good time. I think that's like the best lesson. Like, you see that and you go, oh, don't take life so seriously. Best lesson. If you really hate mainstream news, listen to Weird AF News. Listen to Weird AF News. Listen to Weird AF News. Tell a friend to listen to Weird AF News. It's good, it's good to listen to Weird AF News when you're having your morning coffee or you're walking the dog and picking up that dog poo. Why not chuckle while you're picking up dog poo? Neighbors might think you're crazy, but hey, it's a good time. I want to thank Jessica Owl, who gave me a lovely review on the Amazon. It's great. That's a platform I need good reviews on because people leave me very, very frustrating reviews on there. Jessica Owl gave me five stars. She wrote, love it and love you. You in all caps. I think it means me, guys. All right. It could be you, but I'm pretty sure it's me. She wrote, I've been listening to your podcast for many months now, almost every morning. You help me get my day started. I just love everything you have to say. Everything, Jessica? Everything I have to say? Huh, that's very flattering. I didn't think anybody in the world liked everything I had to say. Uh, okay, she wrote, you're freaking hilarious and definitely unique. That's what makes your podcast so great. Keep it up. Love you, Jonesy, and good luck with your life, man. Oh, Jessica Owl, I got something to say to you. Good luck with your life, man. I <laughs> hope you're having a great summer and thank you for leaving me that lovely rating and uh, review on Amazon it's supremely helpful for me because as I said people leave crappy message, uh, uh, reviews on there uh, I also got a new Patreon yep someone, drew, someone joined the Patreon Eric Shipley so big shout out to Eric Shipley let's give him a hand hey Eric Shipley have you ever had a, a standing ovation for you Eric inside a closet no uh, I want to thank Eric for showing a, a whole new level of support for Weird AF News. Not only a loyal listener, but now someone who's um, keeping Jonesy caffeinated inside the closet. Yeah, join in the Patreon. Congratulations, Eric. You have opened up a whole world of extra Weird AF content as well. Please enjoy that. I put stuff in there all the time. Weird crapola, man. So check that out if you have time. If you guys would like to join the Patreon, just like Eric Shipley, this fantastic individual go to patreon.com slash weird af news or download the patreon app on your device and just do a little search for weird af news that's right uh, i got a nice message from jay anton sent me an article and wrote jonesy i listened to you i listened to almost every show here's a story i thought you'd enjoy and then uh yeah i'm signed jay anton pretty sweet very lovely. If you guys want to send me articles like this, because it is Thursday and tomorrow's Friday, so maybe you come across a Florida story, uh, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. So send those stories over for Florida Friday tomorrow. Uh, and what else? Well, stay cool, stay cool, and stay classy. That's right. And stay true to yourself, guys. Yeah, You need to hear these things. We'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, y'all. Peace.